Welcome. Welcome back, everyone, to the fourth episode of my weekly podcast, Writing Through the Pain, an uplifting, insightful, inspiring, and very informative podcast hosted by me, Ingrid D. Johnson, about facing and eventually learning to overcome the trauma of childhood sexual abuse. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for choosing to go on this healing journey with me. If you'd like to support the mission of this podcast to help draw awareness to the impact of childhood sexual abuse, please consider making a monthly contribution of $5 or more by clicking the PayPal link on this website page. The PayPal link is www.paypal.com slash paypalme slash ITC sponsorship. In return for making a monthly contribution of $5 or more, you will receive a quarterly newsletter starting on October 1st, 2020, and a download link to my album Visions and Dreams, and 10% discount off all new In the Closet Productions products and services. Thank you for your support, and please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for upcoming episodes. Also, I would like to take a second to apologize. I have to make an amendment to this show. Initially, when I first started doing this podcast, which I'm new to the podcast industry, I decided every Wednesday, nine o'clock, I'll put up a new episode. I didn't take into account the job that I'm in, my own personal schedule, and how that would not always be feasible or possible. So in light of integrity and me wanting to be in integrity, I will have to say that going forward, my podcast will be up every Wednesday, but between nine to midnight. So if you come to the site next Wednesday and you're looking for a new episode and it's not up yet, wait, come back, check again. Between nine to midnight, I will have it up. Apologize before for saying they'd be up at nine o'clock for those of us that are very definite about time, but this is not possible for me. So I have to do right now what is feasible And between nine to midnight is more realistic. I hope that's okay. And I hope you'll continue to support. Thank you so much for your understanding. And now part four of my story. Four months, I tried to live in my house under my mother's instructions to avoid my stepfather as much as possible. But that was impossible. For months, I accepted her punishment for allowing what had happened to me to happen, along with my stepfather's annoyance towards me for outing our little secret. I was absolutely miserable, and every day I wanted to die, but I just could not bring myself to end my life at 12 years old. Then one day at school, I accidentally found a way out of my misery and into a brand new home, something that was very scary for me at first, but looking back now, a blessing to me in more ways than I can count. It all began at school. I was in junior high, and in the middle of my first period class, when I was having a lot of trouble focusing. So I decided to ask for permission to go to the bathroom. My teacher excused me and I found myself lingering outside of the guidance counselor's office for quite a while. Last time I had seen a guidance counselor at school, it changed my life, but not necessarily for the better. So I debated whether I should go in again for some much needed support and advice. I was struggling at home, living under a ceasefire, walking on eggshells. Everything about my life at home was like a ticking time bomb just waiting to explode, and I needed to get out of there fast. Unsure, but somewhat convinced that this was the only way out, I decided to turn the knob on the door and ask to see the guidance counselor. 
Mrs. White greeted me warmly and escorted me into her office without delay. It was like she'd been expecting me at that moment. Hello, Ingrid. How can I help you today? She asked with a comforting smile on her face. Um... Uh, I feel like I want to die and I don't know what to do about it. Can you help me? I ask, hoping that she will know what to do to make my life at home much better. Why do you feel like dying, Ingrid? Tell me what is going on with you. Is everything okay at home? She asked, unaware of all the things I was dying to tell her. My mom is mad at me and so is my stepdad, I respond. Why do you think your mom and your stepdad are mad at you? She asks me softly. I pour out every detail of my journey from remembering that my babysitter's husband did some bad things to me and how my stepfather did the same, how I told my mother and that my stepfather had also done something to me and how she got mad at me because of blaming, um, because she didn't want to blame him. I told her how my stepfather was angry with me for telling my mom the truth and how I wanted to commit suicide, but I didn't have the heart to do it. Mrs. White listened attentively and then told me to take a deep breath as she passed me some Kleenex tissues and told me that she would have to call the police to get me some help. That's when the tears started pouring, non-stop, and I wished that I could take everything I had just told her back. I was petrified of what would happen to me next, especially now that the police were on their way to my school to talk to me about what my stepdad did. The rest of the day went by in a blur, with the police showing up to my school, me speaking to them with Mrs. White in the room, and me being apprehended into foster care, and the police heading over to my house to talk to my parents. I was terrified. Terrified of what my mother would say, and how she would react. I was 12 years old when I met my friend Kathy. She was 36, a feminist, a social worker, a therapist, and my very best advocate. She was a soldier on the front lines for kids like me. She was no stranger to bombshells, explosions, hand grenades, or gunfire. I could tell her anything, and I loved her from the first day we met. I loved that I wasn't afraid to share my story because she wasn't afraid to stand up for kids like me. And if anyone made the mistake of saying anything negative to me about her, I would speak up and defend her. She was like an angel, brought into my life to make things easier. She helped me discover that I had a voice and that I could use it. She was my friend back then, and even more so today. A woman familiar with my struggle and not too proud to show me some love and compassion when I felt all alone in this world of mine where I no longer had my family and I had to live in foster care. She was not afraid to listen to the voice of a child destroyed by the trauma of childhood sexual abuse. She was not afraid to believe me whenever I told her everything that hurt me and all the things that my stepfather and my babysitter had done. She was not afraid to listen and to try to understand all that I was feeling. And the best part about it was, she introduced me to different ways to express myself. 
She is a woman that's still in my life today and a big part of my healing journey. And I can't wait for you to meet her. Like this episode? Then stay tuned for the next episode of Writing Through the Pain, My Story Continued. You don't want to miss an episode of this podcast. This is Ingrid D. Johnson from my podcast, Writing Through the Pain. Join us every Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. for a brand new episode. If you like what you hear, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Also catch us on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, very soon I hope, and several other platforms. And don't forget to review and share this podcast with your colleagues, family members, acquaintances, and friends. After all, you never know who this podcast might speak to, inspire, or help to break their silence about an incident or incidents of childhood sexual abuse in their lives. Also, please check out my website, www.inthecloseproductions.com, to learn more about my small production company. And if you're feeling particularly generous today, please pledge your support in any amount to help me to continue making music, books, films, live shows, and this podcast that helps to draw awareness to the impact of childhood sexual abuse and other important social issues. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for supporting my mission. Good night and God bless you, my friends.